0: If I could have your attention for just a few more moments before you leave, um, I want to share a few closing remarks with you so that when you leave here, you leave here um, not having just been entertained, but having been challenged, challenged with something that could affect your entire eternity. You know, in the play, they mentioned a particular scripture about the angel appearing to the shepherds and then the heavenly host joining them. And I've always wondered why those shepherds, God, there were there were shepherds all around Bethlehem at those times, but, but why those? Well, they were special temple shepherds. They were in charge of taking care of the lambs that would be used for sacrificial offerings for the Passover. These were lambs without spot or blemish, and when they sacrificed those lambs, their sins would be atoned for. And the shepherds, when those lambs were born, would wrap them in these strips of linen called swaddling clothes. It was to these shepherds that the angel appeared and declared that the Savior was born. In other words, God was speaking. He was saying the final sacrifice for sin has finally come. The Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world, our Savior Jesus Christ. And those shepherds would know and they would be able to go back to the temple and let everybody else know. But then those shepherds were joined by, the scripture says, a whole host of heavenly angels. What's a host of heavenly angels? Well, first of all, it's a multitude that no man could number. It's a large, colossal quantity. Not just any type of angel, but the scripture calls them host. Literally, these were Warring angels. This was literally the angel army showing up at the birth of Jesus Christ. Kind of makes you ask, why would God send an army when Jesus was born? Well, there's a few reasons why. The first is this, that angels herald things, they announce things. And this was the miracle of all miracles. This was one of the two greatest miracles ever known to man other than the resurrection. This is when God changed forms, when spirit became flesh and blood, when the creator became part of the creation, when the perfection of God became a pedestrian, when when divinity became humanity, when God took on human form, and it deserved not just a little announcement, but the announcement of all of the armies of heaven. But the second reason why... This army attended the birth of Christ was because God wanted us to know that this was no ordinary baby, but rather this was God from his birth. You see, the angels came because Jesus was their commander in chief. He wasn't just another baby. He might have looked ordinary. He might have had ordinary hands and feet and toes and hairs and nose and all of that kind of stuff. But he wasn't ordinary. It was their commander in chief. And so the whole army showed up that day to pay him homage and to salute him for the service that he was about to do for the people that he led as any good commander would. He was about to die in their place. And the armies of heaven stood at attention that day as if to say, We honor you for leading us in this way. But then the angels showed up because they wanted to look into the face of God. You see, never before this moment had any person or any created being ever seen the face of God. Moses came close. In the Old Testament, Moses said, God, I want to I want to see what you look like. And God said, you can't. My glory will kill you. It's too brilliant. But I'll, I'll let you get a glimpse. I'll put you in a cleft of the rock. I'll put my hand over your face. When I pass by, you can get my back parts. Scripture tells us in Isaiah that the angels around the throne of God have to cover their eyes with their wings because the glory of God is so strong but now God has changed forms and God has become one of us and John says we would be able to behold his glory full of grace and truth and the angels which had never seen the face of God said we gotta see this but lastly the reason why the armies of heaven showed up is to let the whole world know that they were gonna make sure that the battle for the souls of mankind was won You see, ever since the beginning of time, there has been a battle for the souls of mankind. It started in a garden. When Satan Lord, and tempted both Adam and Eve, and sin entered the world and separated man from God, which prompted God to give a prophecy, and the prophecy was the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. Christmas is the fulfillment of that prophecy. It was the fulfillment of when Jesus, the seed of the woman that was deceived by Satan, would come into the world to win back the souls of mankind. And angels made sure every single step of the way that Jesus would win the war. And so if you read the Gospels, you'll notice something. When Jesus was tempted of the devil in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, angels came and ministered to him. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane and sweat drops of blood because of the cross that was before him and being separated from the Father, angels came and ministered to him. When he was resurrected from the dead, an angel came and rolled that stone out of the way. And angels showed up the day he was born. As if to say, we are ready to make sure that the battle for the souls of mankind is won. Let me just share this final thought with you. There's a battle still going on for the soul of every man, woman, boy, and girl. And it's a a battle for where you'll spend eternity. Heaven created for you. Hell never created for a human being apart from Christ. What's the difference between if you go to heaven or if you go to hell? It's Jesus. Jesus came To make a way that every single human being, regardless of what they've ever done, can be forgiven of their sins and have eternal life. But that doesn't just happen automatically. You don't just get eternal life because you're good. You don't get eternal life because you came to church. You get eternal life because at some point in your life, you say, I'm a sinner and I need to repent of my sins and ask God to forgive me and receive Christ as my personal savior. And when you do that, the promise of the Bible is God says your sins are washed away and you're made right with him and heaven becomes your eternal home. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus won the battle. The question is, will you bow your knee to him as Lord and Savior? Would you join me in prayer? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Do you know if you're right with God? As you search your heart, do you know right now what would happen to you if you left this earth? where you would spend eternity are you sure that you're sure that you're sure a lot of people say well i well i think so because i'm a pretty good person listen to me if good could have got you into heaven jesus would have never had to come he would have never had to die on a cross it's not your goodness it's his goodness are you right with god have you surrendered your life to jesus have you repented of your sin and asked him to forgive you And if you're having and you're not sure when you'll spend eternity or where you'll spend eternity, today I want to pray for you. I promise I won't embarrass you, but if I'm talking to you and you feel in your heart right now like you need to get right with God and surrender your life to Jesus with no one looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed, just put your hand up and say, Pastor, yep, that's me. Would you pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hold it up nice and high so I can see it. Don't be bashful. God bless you. There in the back, that's incredible. Pastor today, God bless you over here. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't know if I'm right with him, but today I want to be made right with him. Is there anybody else? Yeah, God bless you over there. That's awesome. I'm not waiting because I'm begging. I'm waiting because God loves you that much. Yeah, awesome up here in the front. Anybody else? Pastor today, I want to get right with Jesus. Amen. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in the back. You can put your hands down. You know, usually when I give an invitation for people to accept Christ, um, there are naturally people who are adults who surrender their life to Jesus, as just happened right now. But what I love is there are always kids. There are always kids who, and some people think, well, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, no, 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 no. See, the Bible says if you want to be saved, you have to become as a little child. You have to accept the simplicity of the gospel message that Jesus died for our sins so we could be right with God. And so I want to pray for you right now. Would you stand to your feet with me? If you raised your hand to heaven, I want you to say this prayer out loud. I want everybody to pray along with them. Repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, today I come to you and I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me as I surrender my life to Jesus Christ as my personal savior. I will never be the same in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Our ushers probably have found you already. They're going to give you a little gift. That describes what it means to give your relationship, to give your life to Jesus Christ.